listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. On a day in which we get a little bit of good news out of Kansas City, we've also got more drama in the world of Major League Baseball. What is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday? I think Patrick Mahomes, NFL is king. He is the most important player in the NFL. And if he would miss this game, and it seems likely he'll play now, but if he missed this game against the Bills, the Bills would be clear favorites. Yeah, and the Kansas City Chiefs did get some good news. Patrick Mahomes, he's in the NFL's concussion protocol, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN and others. But he did clear some early steps, and signs are looking pretty good that he will be available this Sunday when the Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills. So one clarification, and I think I know the answer to this, but I want to make sure. So... I heard it said that he's cleared some of the protocols. Does that imply that some he's failed? Or does that imply, which I think, that he just hasn't reached the stage yet to even attempt some of them? The exact quote and the words were some big steps. I have no, I've never taken the, uh, I don't know what big steps those would be, whether it's, you know, he spelled his name right and got a, a couple other things. But that is that is the report, some big steps. So, uh, you mean progress? Yes. Okay, good. And... I think the spread, as we talked about in the headlines, tells us that, that Vegas has expected him, Mahomes, to play. And the line is about what it would be if he plays. You could make the case. I don't agree with this, but there was a line on the game before last week's games. So it would have been a potential line between Kansas City and Buffalo. And the line was Kansas City, who we knew was going to be the home team, five, favored by five. So the fact that it's less than five now could make the case to some degree it's a sign of some uncertainty about Mahomes playing. It could make the case that there's not as much uncertainty about him playing, but about him being 100%. And that's going down from five towards three. Or you could make the case that line was just wrong. And that that as more people have bet, because remember, early lines like that don't get as much action because the limits are lower and the big pros wait so maybe that line was just wrong let me ask you Jonas as a fan's perspective and a betting fan for sure is what is the perfect line what line would you make not to split the action but to split the result where half the time Kansas City covers half the time Buffalo covers what's the Jonas line oh geez um I would say well, there's got to be a half in there, so that way, uh, you know, I, somebody's getting screwed uh, one way or the other. So I would say three and a half, four and a half. So uh, remember, with home field now, home field is something that is less because of the you know reality with COVID. And what you're saying is, so let's call home field two. So you're saying Kansas City is clearly the better team, but not much, much better. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah, especially right now. And the way that these two teams, when we've talked about it, how Buffalo's looked the past several weeks in comparison to Kansas City, I, I think that's fair. Well, I I would make the case, and you know, tell me if you agree, that for an extended period, it's been now nine games that Kansas City hasn't covered. Um, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Nine straight games, 0-8-1 against the spread. So they haven't exceeded expectations even once. And then... Buffalo has looked great at different times, but you could make the case the last two weeks Buffalo has disappointed. Yeah. Uh, even though they covered against 
Baltimore, you could make the case they underperformed a little bit because the pick six is pretty random. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And I also think just the game against Indianapolis, if Josh Allen fumbles that ball, if, if Indianapolis or if the Bills don't recover that fumble, who knows how that turns out. And it felt like that Bills defense, it, there was every opportunity in the Indianapolis game for them to close the door. But it felt like in that game, Indianapolis late was able to drive the ball and actually pick up big chunks of yards downfield, which was surprising because that has been the knock on Philip Rivers. He can't stretch the field. It's not a, you know, he's not making big plays with his arm anymore and they were able to do it against Buffalo, which was a little bit surprising. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So Jonas, here's the question. Why is Kansas City the better team? Because in the idea, meaning why are they being assessed as such? Let's do a thought experiment. If Kansas City hadn't won last year's Super Bowl, and we can't forget that at a given point in the fourth quarter of that game, Kansas City's chances of winning against San Fran were about 15%. So I think it was before that third and 15, the famous play. Yeah. So at that point, it was about Larry Bird missing a free throw, which was about 10% chance back in the day. And or Steph Curry missing a free throw, which, again, it's rare when they do. That's about the chance Kansas City had to come back. Let's imagine that they didn't win the game. Now, we're in a different universe at this point. And what would this line be? Because when it comes to handicappers, there's a concept called priors. P-R-I-O-R-S, priors. Now, what does that mean? It means that we're going to account for things that haven't happened on the field this season. And it's prior assumptions. So coming into the season, the prior assumptions were Kansas City was the best team last year. And they kept every starter. And they added a running back. So in theory, they're better. Right. And that was the assumption. I don't think you can look at this season and say they played better than Buffalo. And that's the only thing that could make Kansas City the favorite is prior assumptions that we think are still pertinent. The question to me is, as a fan, if you look at this, do you think what happened last year matters? Is is 16 NFL games and now a 17th game in the playoffs and two games for Buffalo, so Buffalo's played 18. Are those enough games to say, let's let's look at this season? And if so, how is Kansas City better? Or do you fall into the camp of, yeah, Buffalo's probably better this season, but our prior assumptions were Josh Allen wasn't near this good, that Kansas City's better than they seem, and thus Kansas City's favorite. Because really, I don't think you can make the case that Kansas City, though they only had the one loss, they had so many close wins. I don't think the case could be made Kansas City was better this year. The only way is to go in the past. And ultimately, I'm asking you, do you go in the past yourself or do you focus on this year? Yeah, and that's why I'm terrible at gambling because I can't unsee what I saw last year. And I think that's the problem that that people like me who aren't good at this in comparison to professionals like you is that we can't unsee things and we have a hard time compartmentalizing, all right, well, Kansas City in totality or Kansas City 2020 in com- or 2019 in comparison to 2020. And we just assume, oh, well, you know, they're just going to be able to turn it on. You know, Kansas City's just yep. going to be able to. I mean, for a team that was 14 and one until they sat Patrick Mahomes in week 17, 
I mean, we've there, it's not often we get a fourteen and one team or a fourteen and two team. Like all, we look back in history, you go to the '85 Bears, you go to some of these great teams that have been fifteen and one or had those incredible records. They're talked about uh, in in glowing terms, especially after the fact. It didn't feel like Kansas City got much of the buzz. We all just assumed, oh, yeah, well, it's Kansas City. It's what they do. They're the defending champs. And, uh, you know, they're just going to cakewalk or sleepwalk through the uh, regular season, especially in the back end. And then they're just going to go into the postseason. There doesn't feel like there's a lot of excitement about a 14-2, and should have been a 15-1 and if Patrick Mahomes plays Week 17 team, like we get in, in, in his historical fashion in comparison to some other teams with similar records. Okay, let's agree with this. You're right when it comes to buzz in the media, buzz on radio talk shows. I don't think you're right when it comes to the spread, meaning it feels like being favored by 10 up until game day against the Browns was a sign of massive respect. The Browns were an 11-win team that had won a game the week before, 12 wins under their belt, right? Five losses, a 12-5 and team that was healthy, for, you know, it was a healthy team. It wasn't like their quarterback was out or their key whatever. They were generally healthy. I mean, everyone has injuries, but still, to be a double digit. And to me, it was an example when Carolina played eight weeks before against Kansas City. It was in Kansas City, and as we talked about, the line was 10. So Carolina was getting 10 against Kansas City, and now eight weeks, nine weeks later, the Browns are getting 10. Carolina was a way below average team. Browns was a way above average team. And if anything, Kansas City had played poorly relatively since that game, and somehow the line was still 10. So I think you're right. The excitement in the media I don't know if that's just because there's a lot of other things going on in society and we're talking about, you know, the, yeah. the big narratives more than, you know, uh, you know, social justice or this or that versus just, you know, the fact this team was, you know, a 1.14 and one. And like you said, they probably beat the Chargers if they play their guys. I, it could be that or it could be the fact as I've asked you a couple times and you've never had an answer, not that you're supposed to. I think the fact you don't have an answer is a sign. It's a key question. Have we ever seen an NFL team that has played so lackluster, so listless in so many spots, but still won, end up winning it? We've seen teams be lackluster and listless. They get lucky and then they get their comeuppance. And I think the Clippers in the NBA is a good example, though the NBA is different. We've seen LeBron. We've seen Golden State's team some years have an okay regular season. You know, Houston had a better record, I think, twice than Golden State. But come playoff time, they turn it on because it's seven games and it's not such an emotional sport. Football, it seems like the energy and emotion is so important. You can't just turn it on. Usually the teams that are lackluster, even with a good record, get beat. And for some reason, this Kansas City team is getting love from not just the squares, not just the ones with short memories and recency bias, which you say, and again, you oversell how square you are, but okay, <laughs> we'll put you in that category relatively. But the fact, and I say that with all respect, I, you're a sharp dude in a lot of ways. And it's funny, it, Colin's the same way. Is Colin's really sharp in a lot of ways. He's just got three or four 
blind spots that he keeps <laughs> having. And that's kind of one of the joys of being a fan, I think, versus a better. A better can't have fun, right? A better, or at least one that's supposed to try to win, is you got to be, it's like the dad that never, ever lets you get ice cream, right? It, it's like, it helps your belly. You know, you don't get fat as a kid or get juvenile diabetes, but you don't have any fun, you know? And as a gambler who does it professionally, it's not fun, but again, losing isn't fun either, and that's always the balance. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Buccaneers are at the Packers. That is the first game on Conference Championship Sunday on Fox, and right now on pregame.com, the Packers a three-point favorite. Okay, so this is a movement. This line opened four and a half in some spots, so Green Bay, the clear favorite. Um, went to four pretty quick, went to three and a half. Now it's moving to three. So I think it's fair to say that even more so than the Kansas City Buffalo, which kind of has reached an equilibrium for now with the Mahomes news to come, that it's been Tampa, Tampa, Tampa money. This feels wrong to me. This feels square. This feels like recency bias. So I would make the case that Green Bay has not been in a situation. And let me ask you if you agree. When is the last time, and maybe pull up the schedule, when is the last time Green Bay really was in danger of losing a football game? Because to me, the difference with Kansas City, as much as you can say, RJ, doesn't matter how many points they win by, it's the fact they win. Ultimately, you're right. If you're looking backwards... But looking forwards, history tells us, and that's the only way to predict, right? You look at the past and try to explain what it means, assess what it means for the future. When I look backwards, I know Kansas City has the number one seed because they won the most games I, you know, in the AFC. I get it. But looking forward, history tells us when you win a lot of close games, and that's what Kansas City has done, that there isn't the ability by any team to keep winning close games. And all we got to do is look at the Browns having the ball with seven minutes left. They just had a first down. And at that point, well, I guess it was four minutes left at one point, and they could have easily driven out and scored with less than 30. I mean, it would have been the perfect end of the game drive, but it could have been that Kansas City's offense didn't even see the field again. And in the modern NFL in 2021, that wouldn't have been crazy, meaning it wouldn't have taken Joe Montana or Brady in his prime. It would have been like a normal, like, hey, Baker Mayfield should, in many cases, be able to finish that game off and score late. And I'm not critiquing him harshly that he didn't, but I'm saying if you give the team the ball with a chance to run out the drive and end the clock and win – it's out of your offensive hands. Mahomes on the field or not, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have been on the bench, hurt or not. And the Raiders in that second game against Kansas City, after the Raiders beat him and there was revenge, the Raiders had to complete one pass. It was on the fingertips of their tight end, and they could have won that game. Kansas City has had an inordinate number of close games. That could mean something, or maybe it won't. But history says it tends to mean something. Green Bay, I want a counterpoint and ask you, Jonas, when's the last time they had even a reasonable chance to lose a game? There's only been pockets to where they look like they might be in trouble in a game, but in every one of them that I can think of, they've had a lead. Whether you want to go to the 
Uh, the game against Carolina, it was a Saturday night game. You know, they won by eight points. But remember now, Carolina scored the last touchdown like with less than a minute left in that game, if I recall. Yeah, but there was some momentum for Carolina. But still, it wasn't like you were concerned that Green Bay was really going to lose that game. The Bears were driving, went for it on fourth down. Uh, they were within a possession, had an opportunity to take a lead there. And the Green Bay Packers stopped them on fourth down and ended up running away from them. And then last week, it's so there's there's times where teams feel like they get close, but Green Bay always comes up with a play or always comes up with a couple of plays to extend a lead and put it out of reach. And, and maybe I should come up with a criteria, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head, but I would say less than eight minutes left and – let's assume the other team gets a touchdown on the next offensive play. Like that's about like, if you can, if one fluke play, you can stand and still win. It means you're not even close to losing. Right. And that's why the one score games is a good indicator though. Sometimes it's a little deceiving because the last score happens by the team down two touchdowns like Carolina. And it looks closer than it really was. But to me, I'm saying late in games, even if you give them an extra touchdown, it feels like Green Bay has had a long stretch since that Colts game. I'm not sure they would have lost one of those games under that criteria where Kansas City would have lost all of them. Like effectively, they've won like five games in a row under six points. So you give an extra touchdown to the other team late, and all of a sudden, look at the Browns. They would have you know won. So it feels like Green Bay has given up, and this is my premise. This is why I believe the money's going against Green Bay is a lot of people have bet against or on Green Bay and lost because of these back doors. Carolina covered that spread. Right, it was like nine or what, eight and a half right. or nine. So yeah. they covered that spread, and people lost. And it just feels like the Packers are. It's got that Aaron Rodgers, California cool, and he gets a little lax late in the game. And you know what? I'm fine with that if the game's decided. Right? It's Kansas City letting it get close in the game, not be decided. You got to worry about. But I would make the case we haven't seen. If the Packers would score the last touchdown instead of their opponents every game in the last six weeks, their scores would look so much better. Yeah. And, it, and my question would be, would it really be that different? Meaning, would that have told you anything? The Baltimore Ravens, they extend leads like crazy. They're a bully. Does that make them any better? It certainly doesn't seem to when they play a good team. So Yeah, so to me, Green Bay has all the makings of a team that can be underrated even though they've dominated. And I also think that maybe some of this is they're looking at the previous meeting and people are just looking at the score and going, oh, Tampa Bay blew them out 38-10. to 10. If you actually go back... Back and look at that game and remember Green Bay had a 10-0 lead with the football. They scored on both their early possessions. They forced uh, Tampa Bay to punt the ball twice, but it was an Aaron Rodgers pick six and then it just snowballed from there and he threw. Uh, there was another interception afterwards and Tampa Bay never looked back. So if you actually look at that game, Green Bay looked like they were ready to blow them out. Like It, it felt like Green Bay and, and Tampa Bay was going to get blown out again. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the game right after the Saints blowout for, for the Buccaneers. So 
just that one play, I wonder, if Rodgers doesn't throw that pick six, and if he goes down and he scores like they did the previous two possessions, now we're looking at 17 nothing Green Bay, mm. and we've seen what Tampa Bay looks like when they try and get back into games and they've got to throw the football. It, it's, it's not a good look. Well, at least they covered against or uh, got the push against KC. That's true. I, I can't lie. I had Tampa <laughs> in that game. So I think you're right. And I think if we saw, if you kind of look at it from the prism of Tampa, Tampa had been blown out in the same kind of way by the Saints. And that was also a game that was, wasn't was quite what it seemed because the avalanche. So I think these avalanche games, we got to be careful of. One thing goes wrong, then a bunch of things go wrong. Yeah. But boy, you're right. If it weren't, and this is what I'll say, and we'll go to trending, if it wasn't for the fact that Green Bay got beat handily by Tampa, this would feel like even more of a blowout. The only counterpoint can be, yeah, matchup-wise, though, look at what Tampa did against them. And the fact that what you're saying, that maybe that matchup was deceiving, is a key point that we're going to get into. But what we know for sure is that the money so far has been on Tampa. I like Green Bay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.